Welcome to Bleed TV, the podcast the best shows on TV, and I'm Cash. And I'm Larissa. And we are headed back to Litchfield for another round of Orange is the New Black. And this is the uh, three-episode session that you've been waiting on, isn't it? I love these episodes. <laughs> I, I don't blame you. There was a lot going on, and I can really see why you were waiting for me to power through them so we could get on the show and start talking about them. And, uh, I mean, do we just jump right into the biggest thing that happened into the three episodes? Piper! Yes, a lot of, uh, Piper. And Piper she... getting hers. Man, I, I really thought it was going to end up being a lot worse. Now, don't get me wrong, having a swastika branded onto you would definitely be one of the top three worst things that could happen. But, I mean, I thought there was going to be some mutilation or something going on with her body for retaliation well i don't know i just think that uh maria is not she's not really a sadist yeah she's just trying to make a point and i think she knew that this would break her i can see that she really wanted but i mean you got five years was it three years or five three years added on added on to your sentence and it was just really weird that a Dominican was putting a swastika on somebody. Well, it's because Piper, she thinks Piper started this, like, White Lives Matters group, you know? Like, we've got the, yeah, uh, She's the leader of the, uh... Hey, yeah, that's still the funniest thing that I've ever seen on the show. Just, God. But, yeah, okay, so she does see her as the reader of the Aryan race. You know, for yeah, lack of a better... the Aryans are definitely being really racist and aggressive towards the Latinas. So they think, you know, they're hitting their leader back. Okay. Now, now, in that context, it makes a lot more sense. But, like, to me, it was still, like, you know, this thing was very easily coverable. No one really saw it that she didn't want to see it, which was technically zero. But, you know, she showed people that she trusted. Which, it was interesting to see that Piper actually still had a couple people going to bat for her. Yeah, I mean, I think that once she kind of got over herself and they could see that she was genuinely suffering. Like, it's it's hard. Okay, I said this. The very first podcast we did about Orange is the New Black, that Piper kind of wins you back. And it's because it's really hard to look at genuine human suffering and just be like, yeah, you deserve it. Screw you, you know? And Piper's really sorry, and she steps down, and she quits. Yeah. Like, she completely stops doing all the annoying stuff we wanted her to stop doing. Well, I mean, like, the suffering thing that you were talking about, that was something that I thought Game of Thrones really missed with Ramsay Bolton was when they did not show him actually being eaten by those dogs, I thought that was a miss. Because when you see somebody, no matter how terrible they were, getting literally eaten like in Django, you're going to feel bad for them, regardless of what they did. I agree with you. We felt bad like for Piper. Like 
the very next episode made us feel like shit for being like, yeah, Piper deserved it. Because, like, I mean, I'll be the first one to say when she was getting swastika, I was like, yes. Oh, I was not. I was was not. Like, I was cringing. Because, I mean, I've seen people, like, self-brand themselves stupidly and everything. And just, like, hearing that flesh sizzle and, like, hearing the burnt hair and stuff, I was like, oh, no, this is going back to something I don't want. And then just, like, the pain in her eyes when it was happening. And, like, the first, like, braining you see, you're like, what's going on? Like, what are they doing? She's like, make sure you get it right. The swastika, and then this episode just ends. Yeah. Oh, man. (laughs) And just even the lead up to it with her... Quote, like, she's apologizing to her bodyguard. You know, she's laying her heart out like, hey, you know, I feel really bad. I didn't give you the time of day. That was all my fault. And she's, like, thinking in the back of her head, like, crap. I'm about to turn on this person. You know? She feels bad. Like, you see her in the next episode. You know, when Piper can't sleep, she's like, are you okay? And Piper's, like, not even a little bit. Yeah. And there's not even, like, that animosity between them because Piper's at such a level of brokenness that she doesn't even want to fight. She doesn't want to, you know, come back at Stephanie and be like, you betrayed me and do that whole thing. She doesn't She doesn't have it in her. And I would 100% have that in me because there is no way that I would have somebody sleeping underneath me that betrayed me like that. It's not going to happen. I mean, me neither, but, like, that's Piper. You know, like, she's all talk. I mean, it was the right play, 100%. But there's no way I could have that kind of betrayal sleeping underneath me peacefully. I mean, you're just, you're you're a tough dude. (laughs) Like, you're just not going to be able to happen. No, I agree with you. I, I would probably have to retaliate. In some shape, way, or form, like, just, oh... And it pained me because, like, as soon as I saw her apologizing to Stephanie, I was like, something bad's about to happen to Piper. It was ramping up. Like, mm-hmm. I had been waiting for it to happen pretty much the whole season. And then when, you know, you had Maria being like, I will bury you, I was like, oh, my God, shit, meat fan. Yeah, and it did. And, and it did. It, like you said, it 100% broke Piper. She's a completely different character. She's actually, like, this time around, I actually feel like she's trying to listen to people's wants and needs. And she's actually trying to use those to help them and not help herself. Well, I think she's getting back to just needing human contact. Mm -hmm. Like, before she had this idea that she needed to be powerful, that she needed to be in charge. And now she just wants, like, affection and to be loved and to, you know have genuine connections with people like you see that when she calls her brother yeah Yeah. which threw me off guard because as soon as she picked up that phone i was like who in the hell is she calling she has no one on the outside world i have no idea who this thing's gonna call and then you know the most cheery person on the show starts picking up rambling about nothingness and i was like holy crap i forgot she had a brother i'm so excited this I guy know, is killing and it. She was so emotional, and he was so happy, and mm-hmm. they were so nice to each other. And, like, he didn't understand how bad it was going for her. And, like, he was just sitting there having a good old time talking about how they're learning Korean and just all of these random things. And I was and like, he's having a baby. I, I loved it. Like, it was nice to see a little bit of true, genuine happiness in this show. Yeah, especially when she's like, you know, you're a good person. She told him that. She was like, you know, we've had a shit upbringing. 
but like I love you you're a good person I wish you the best I can't wait to see you like it was it felt it was like the first genuine moment from Piper in a long time mm-hmm. and so if ever let me ask you a question like how long into her sentence are we I've been thinking about that um are we ready to get like a year yeah, she got a year, so I'm wondering if they're kind of getting close. Like, I, I think it's got to... I think something has to happen where she gets extended time. Because oh, I think, it has to. And I don't know what that could be. Because I think there's only... I think it's gotten the green light for two more, possibly three more seasons. And... They're going to want to put a baby in the show just because they always want to put a baby in the freaking show. And that's going to make this timeline very groggily. And so I'm interested to see how they write themselves out of it. Well, I mean, this whole thing with Piper led to my favorite scene Mm -hmm. in this whole season. Well, before we jump to that, uh, we have Piper meeting back up with Alex and Nikki. In the little cornfield. In the cornfield. Which I thought they were having sex. 100%. Yeah, I that's what she wanted. When she came to Alex and she was kind of hitting on her and being like, let's have some fun. Da, 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 I thought she was looking to hook up. And then they were just smoking crack. Yeah. Great job by both of these actresses and the writers. Like, curveball. I'm swinging and I missed. I, I didn't, I'm not even sure if I saw the pitch get thrown. Yeah, I know. And then... On top of the fact that it's just casual crack. Like, yeah. crack is, like, one of those drugs that you just, you think, okay, only, you know, poor trash of the earth does crack. And, like, they're sitting there, and she's like, you're smoking crack? And Nikki's like, well, I mean, it wasn't my first choice, but, you know, it's what I got. Yeah. And, and then Piper actually smoked some. Now, I have a question that I want to ask you. Do you think Alex was actually smoking before Piper took a hit? Yeah, I do. Really? I think that that was Alex's first hit, was after Piper. Because, like, the astonishment, she was like, oh, wow, you're actually doing this. I wasn't, was how I viewed it. No, I don't think that's it. I think she was just, oh, my God, you're actually doing this because you're Piper. Okay. She didn't think Piper would do that, especially because, like, when Piper found them, they were both giggling and being stupid. So, yeah, no, I think... They both were. All right. No, I mean, I, I know I'll probably be off by myself thinking that Alex hadn't taken a hit yet. But for just some reason, like, the look that she gave Piper and everything was just like, I don't think that she was actually smoking crack until that actually happened. And I love Piper's line of, well, why offer it to me if you're not going to let me? Which is so good because there are so many, you know, stereotypes of, like, more grizzled characters ruining an innocent person and usually it's like pot yeah in in this instance it's crack it's something (laughs) that we should probably be a little worried about yeah and so you know she's like oh all surprised and stuff and she's like exactly well why would you offer it to me so i liked that i liked that piper moment i was like okay and it was a 100 percent piper line like it fit her character to a t yes it did but now we can jump on to your favorite scene of possibly the entire series. <laughs> I, I, have I talked about it a lot? Just a little bit. You know? Well, you know, the end of episode eight, when Red says, when life gives you a swastika, God opens a window, and then you remember 
there is no God. <laughs> it's just, and then it cuts to orange, and you're just like, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah, I mean, it was a great line, and there was a lot that was going on with it. Like, that scene was beautifully shot, and then Red had another one of her badass lines. And I loved and how they were heating up the spoon, like, right there on the stove, and that's what they used to make the window. Yeah. And there it's was... just... Ugh, such a great scene. It was such a good scene. Like, I, I watched it, like, four or five times. That's why I can quote it perfectly. And then, like, Piper just kind of becomes... In the background in episode 9, I don't really remember her doing too much more after. Well, that's because if you remember, in the cornfield, when they were smoking, that's when Alex told Piper that she killed Aiden. Yes. So, later in, you know, the 8th episode, Red comes to Piper and she's like, you can't tell anyone. And Piper's like, I would never. And then she apologizes to Alex and says, I should have been there for you. Mm-hmm. And that's the beginning of Piper kind of chilling out. Yeah. Like, you'll see in the next four episodes, Piper becomes a pretty normal person. Like, she, she's she's doing what her and Alex said they were going to do in the second season, which is just... Lay low. You know, lay low, fly under the radar, be boring, get through their sentence, blah, blah, blah. And she, like, commits to that. So you're telling me this is possible Alex and Piper reconnection? I'm not going to tell you anything, but I will say that they do, uh, there are a lot more interactions between them than there have been since Piper's kind of humbled herself. That's good. And has made herself emotionally available. Like, Maybe not even, like, relationship-wise, but just, like, as a friend, as someone to listen to Alex. Yeah. You know, she becomes better for it. She's actually doing those friend things. Yeah, she's, you know, Pensatucky's the only person that was ever better for going to prison, and Piper's the only person that was ever better for getting a swastika. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, you, you brought up Alex, and there was another person that helped Alex murder Aiden. That was her friend Lolly. Lolly. We finally get a little bit of her background, which this would have been the weirdest aging down of a character for their backstory. I think that was a different actress. Do you? Yes. Because I thought in it was the, the same part, actress in the first part when she's doing the newspaper as yeah. like a young girl. I think that that's a different actress, and then for the second two scenes, I think that's her. I mean, if that's a different actress, then congrats on her. Right. Because she looks exactly like Lolly. But, and like, not like how Lolly would have looked younger. Like, an older Lolly just placed as a younger Lolly. Yeah. And I can, can, I definitely see her being a journalist. Like, that 100% makes sense. Yeah. And, you know, wanting to write the story to actually make a difference that she feels are being held secret but so now we come to find out she is uh schizophrenic yeah it's sad it's like a clear case of late onset schizophrenia and it's awful and you know she knows that the voices are wrong Mm -hmm. and she knows that they're not real like you know when she's talking to healy she says i know they're not real the voices but that don't mean they've got nothing to say yeah 
you know, and like you see that part where she's like shaking the thing to get rid of the voices. And, and she's making she's the a coffee. Gentle person. I really like that. And I'm interested to see what the crime was that put her back here. I think it was, I think that's what they showed us, that she was like disorderly conduct. I think it's showing us that they took this woman who needs help and they just threw her in corrections because they didn't know what else to do. Because they couldn't put her in the mental hospital. But yeah, I think it's a commentary on, honestly, our system. Maybe, but I mean, yeah, I remember she was in a different prison. I mean, we met her in that other prison. And so... You're right. She, I, I, she probably, I would say she probably assaulted an officer. Yeah. Not necessarily intentionally. She was resisting arrest and assaulted an officer. Yeah. More than likely. I can see that happening. Okay. No, I can definitely see that. And, and then in the prison, we've got Lolly with her uh, time machine. Super creative here. You know, how A, she's building a time machine in this prison that no one knows. Mad props. Because yeah. this thing is massive. And she, like, she's out here stealing aluminum from the cafeteria. Well, from the dumpsters in the cafeteria. It reminds me of, you know, Pensatucky making that little basket. And she's all proud of it with, like... As she should have been. Like, I mean, that know, was pretty all awesome. little materials and stuff. Mm-hmm. I mean, way to go, Pensatucky. That was a great-looking pencil holder? Uh, I don't really know what it was, but it looked good. Well, she ends up making it a, uh, a throw-up bag for Nikki. Mm-hmm. In the ninth episode. No, very very versatile uh, creation, as we'll call it. And, I mean, you, you spoke about Healy. He's really going to bat for Lolly. You know, he went up against Piscatella. And was like, no, 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 she's okay, just let her come with me. I think Healy is beginning to realize that he's not good at what he does. And he's kind of inept. And he feels like this is his Hail Mary. And he's going to save this woman. Man, I think you're putting a lot more faith into Healy than the show is. Yeah. I, I was not catching that vibe at all. I what thought do you think? He just has a certain need of he has to be helped whether he can help them or not. And he's seeing Lolly as a person in need that he can help that can't really turn him down. So he's kind of abusing his power in a way. I agree with you. Um, since I've seen the whole season, it's kind of a... Some things happen that highlight that in a different way. But, like, I can see where you're coming from. I think at that point, I still kind of felt it was like a Hail Mary for him. But maybe in a more selfish way. Maybe more of like a, no, I'm going to prove to them I'm good at what I do. Okay. You know? No, because, I mean, he definitely still sees himself as a helper and... He wants the inmates to come to him. Even though he's never helped anyone. I mean, he's given them phone calls. I mean, he's done little things that weren't really required of him. I guess he got Piper furlough. Yep. <laughs> so <laughs> ridiculous. Oh, man. But, you know, swooping on over to, I guess, Judy? Judy King? Judy King! I, a racist puppet show. 
man, that was a bad decision. So bad. And just like some of her justifications, I was like, just like when she was talking to Pusey, I was like, just stop talking. Just stop talking. And even Pusey by the end of it was just like, no, stop. Like we. Yeah. Even Pusey stood up to her and was like, that's not all right. <laughs> and we actually got to see Pusey just be herself around Judy, which I thought was super important. Yeah. You know, we're getting so much growth from this character, and I love it. Like, I love her so much. I have to say, you called it uh, last uh, podcast we did when you were, you know, I feel like Judy's going to use these pictures to her advantage, and she did. You know, she oh. wants to seem not racist, so she kisses Cindy and then gets all excited with them and is like, hey, guys, you know, like, uh, here's your picture. <laughs> No, oh, yeah, full on tongue and everything. Like Judy was all about some Cindy. Yeah, and I was I was laughing because like the first photo they took, like she was being chased by Cindy and like screaming. It was it was hilarious how they portrayed this. Like Judy thinks she's getting jumped. Crazy eyes is walking around with a puppet talking to it, and I'm just like, Judy might not make it out. Like I know they're yeah, just Judy, coming for a picture. Judy but thinks that she's gonna get killed. I was like, Judy might have a heart attack. Like I don't know if she's getting out of prison. But like you and said, and it's funny because the girls see it and they're like, "Oh, that's why she's been acting like that." And then they play with it, mm-hmm. you know. Then they start being like, "Ooh, I guess you're gonna be racist," and they're like quoting the show and stuff. And it started like messing with Judy even more. It's like, "Oh man, they might have a reason now." Oh man, this is something I don't need to be a part of. I need to squash this. Yep. And then we get that beautiful kiss, and you know. Cindy and Judy's new quote relationship. <laughs> and Caputo hawking down on it like an eagle. Oh, Caputo. That poor, poor soul. You know. But speaking of Caputo, I, did, did you see the strings attached to his jacket and everything? You know. What? I, I didn't. You didn't You didn't see those little strings that uh, Linda was able to move at free will? Oh, you know, maybe I did. <laughs> <laughs> now you know the ones I'm talking about? I do. Man, like this poor soul. Oh, just like he gets his classes, but they're not even actual classes. Like they just take the girls from Whispers and they make them do like quote vocational classes when it's really just unpaid work. Manual labor. Yeah, speaking of which, that, uh, the real sexy instructor that they just, like, catcalled to death, so funny. Love that scene. Just sitting there. And he's all professional, and they're like, "Mm." (laughs) hmm. Oh, and then everyone starts trying to fake the, uh, heart problems and everything. So good. No, I just thought it was a great switch of sex roles. Instead of having men do it to a woman, it's the females doing it to the man. And shamelessly. Oh, just wholeheartedly. Like, you can do whatever you want. Yep. And, uh, oh, so fun. But, you know, back to Caputo and Linda, you know, we've got that scene that you, that uh, line that you love that Linda said. Which one? The one about dinner. Oh, I'm not work Linda. I'm Linda here to have pasta and drink some wine. And it's such an important thing in life to be able to switch your hats and everything. But it's very difficult to do. And she is over here seamlessly just... If that hat's not on, she's a completely different person. 
whereas other people take it home. And Kaputo, rightfully so, isn't able to separate them. But she doesn't even see these two people as... It's almost like she's, uh... Man, I hate to go back to it, but Fight Club. It's like, that's a completely different personality in person. Well, I mean, you see it especially when, you know, Crystal comes to the door about Sophia and... I'm heartbroken at this point. Like, I'm pretty much just a ball of tears. Like, he's being so understanding to her and like, oh, we're gonna work on it, we hate this. And then Linda just comes out with a gun. Wait, what? Like, get out! And we're like, Linda! (laughs) Where did you get that? It's registered, don't worry. And then they get back inside, and instead of, like, getting mad at her, he's like, that was so hot, and, like, tackles her, and it's like, oh, Caputo. Oh, Linda can do no wrong. Oh, Caputo. Man, did did they ever eat pasta that night? That's the real question. Uh, cold in bed later. That sounds like a terrible pasta dish, but I'm sure they made up for it in other ways. You know. (laughs) And so, do we think that uh, Crystal's ever going to find out about her wife? Yeah, I, I, at that point, I knew that it was only a matter of time. Yeah. Especially since, you know, we have the sister doing everything she can to get down into the shoe. Oh, man. How much fun did you have trying to spot play, spot the sister, do something bad? Like, she's, like, sort of smoking a cigarette, and then she's, like, sort of, you know, vandalizing stuff, and then finally she's talking to Gloria, who's, like, feels bad about Sophia, and then she just punches Gloria in the face, and Gloria is mad at first, and then she looks at the sister like, good punch. Yeah. And then they have this fake fight where she's like, I want her in the shoe, she's dangerous, and then she finally gets down there, so. Well, and... She was trying to get into the shoe at the worst possible time because, come to find out, they only have two spots open. Yep. And we don't know if it's just they were down to one spot and now they have two spots. Or it was just full. Like, did something happen? I think that it's just showing that the new guards are just kind of willy-nilly sending people down to the shoe. Yeah. Highly possible. Because like, we definitely have some questionable decisions on the veterans part questionable i mean okay here's my deal like i was telling you earlier i think the portrayal of these veterans is very problematic let you know yes we have the female veteran who's a little more level-headed but all the other ones are just like these sexist sadistic like you got humphrey making maritza eat a baby mouse well, no. He gave her the option. Baby mouse or ten dead flies. Okay, but... I mean... It's messed up. It, it's ten dead flies. I mean, it's not even a contest. But, I mean, it's like... You know, he's like, okay, gun to your head. Well, what do you do? this was just such an interesting scene and everything. Just because there's been a lot of build-up to what he's going to do with her. You know, he's been spying on her. He's understanding what she's actually got going on even realizes how, I guess, smart she is in a way. And well, you know, she's she's actively trying to get out of this whole panty thing and drug thing. Well, it's drugs yeah. now. Which, because, uh, uh, bravo on how brave and strong Maritza is. Like, 
did not expect this coming from her character standing up to Maria and everything and able to shut all this down. Well, she's, she, she kind of tells Maria she doesn't want to do it anymore, but Maria says, I don't care, you're going to do it anyway. So yeah. she takes it into her own hands where she, like, turns in the, quote, gardener. She's like, isn't it weird that he's <laughs> here, like, you know, never actually gardens. And he has such nice shirts. <laughs> so she's, she's so clever in her own shallow way so socially smart like i mean that was the best way for me to still describe it yeah but then we've got you know humphrey you know he's been spying messing with her yeah and i mean low low-key spanish and everything and he hears them playing this game which everyone's played a version of this game you know gun to your would head you or would you rather you know something like that and did you find it a little off when they were playing it, like, in a grotesque way? Um, yes, but also I can see her and Flacca kind of doing that because yeah. they're kind of, they kind of go there. You know, the two of them always get really morbid in their own way. And so that that's pretty much exactly how I felt. And then just him, for some reason, like, how they lingered on it and everything, I was like, man, this is going to come back on her. And sure enough, he had, which... A, how'd you catch a baby mouse? B, that is not how I expected a baby mouse to look like. It looks like a beetle. Like, I don't even, like, she look, She goes, I, when, when she's doing it, she says, oh, a baby mouse, because it would just be like a jelly bean. Mm-hmm. And you're looking at it, you're like, that's not a jelly bean. No. But, I mean, it gets down to it, and I was like, man, he's going to put a gun to her head. And then he does. And sure enough. But... If I'm her, I think you just gotta call the bluff. I, I she's scared though. Like she's she, terrified, as she should be. There's a gun to the back of her head, but she's been doing nothing but calling these bluffs, and I think it will look bad if she doesn't continue to call these bluffs. Because I don't see how he can kill an inmate. He's gonna try. I He's don't know. Twisted. And he he is. only gets more twisted. Oh, man. Yep. So now you're telling me that he's going to attempt to kill Maritza. Maybe not her. Oh, no. Uh, mm. That's a little scary to me. I feel like I've been ominous every time. Well, I ask you and then you become ominous, so I don't know if like you change it to a way to where now I have to doubt what how I first took your response. Well, you know, I'm I'm trying to to save you from spoilers, like a like a nice person. Well, not just me, you know, everyone's out here listening. That's true, but it's really hard because though I really enjoy these three episodes, the last four episodes, oh, so much goes down. Gangbusters. It's just just like such a cluster. Like I can't I can't even begin to tell you. Like it's it it, it explodes. It explodes. Well, as we were talking, you know, about Maria, it, it seems like she doesn't have as solid of a grip as we initially thought that she did. You know, maybe she's not as bad to the bones as initially portrayed. I don't think that she really wants to be doing what she's doing. Obviously not, because she was terrified that she got another three to five years. I think she just feels like, Screw it. What what else can I do? 
Yeah, which, I mean, I, I think that's how a lot of people get extra time. I mean, I would probably try to become a drug kingpin if I was in jail for long enough. Well, I think she's, uh... It's her way of responding to feeling powerless. And it is the family business, so there is that. There is that. And in a way, like, I know I just said that, you know, she isn't all that powerful and stuff, but she also just doesn't care because she's willing to screw with other people's freedom. That's true. Because there is absolutely no way if I'm Daya's mother that I'm anywhere near these drugs with two days left. Yeah, especially since, you know, she's starting to think about what she's going to do when she gets out. Like, you know, the whole manicure stuff. Like, you're out here trying to move in the salon? I don't even know what the salon looks like. Yep. Like, get me out of here. And And, uh, if she gets her extra time, I'm going to be furious. And I don't see there's any other way but for her to get extra time right now. And I'm already upset. You'll just have to see. (laughs) And then there's... Blocka? Flocka. No, you're thinking Flores. Flores. I am thinking Flores. Who has possibly one of the weirdest backstories I think we've had on the show. Yeah, I mean, okay. It makes sense. Like, we talked about it in the last podcast. Like, you know, I knew we were going to see a side of her that wasn't as gross. Mm-hmm. But you didn't. And you were like, yeah, I feel like we will. And so, you know. I mean, was, she really is very pretty. Yeah. Outside of prison. She's a completely different person. And she had her own life. Mm-hmm. And she was kind of, like, shy and coy initially with uh, Diablo. Diablo. Which he looked nothing like I expected. No, he looked totally normal. He, he was a good looking guy. Like, yeah. I expected him to be like some dungeon massive human being who hasn't worked out in seven years. And it's funny because I think she's she is the way she is, not because she's crazy, not because she's weird, just because she's like, well, I'm in prison, I'm not around my man, why should I care? Yeah, I, I think that's her 100% mentality, and she wants no one else touching her. Yeah. And so, you know, and we have that seat, yeah, that whole thing where the old lady fires him and she feels like she's losing her life to this really bitchy old woman. And then she just like has like hardcore sex like with Diablo in front of her. Which really threw me off. Like, was this just like a weird power play? I think so. I mean it worked. Yeah. To a T. Kind of being like, this is what I'm gonna do, and the old lady's like, okay, yeah, whatever. Old lady's terrified. Yeah, wouldn't you be? I guess. Yeah, I don't, I don't know, like, know if I'd be terrified. I'd just kind of be like, okay, then. Like, it's just a weird power play. So I guess now she's like, well, if you're willing to do whatever you want, there's no way I can fire you. Yeah. So we're just gonna kind of roll however you want to. Yeah, I get that. But I, I just she didn't. Had a good body. Yeah, great body. Banging body. Like, not complaining about that in the slightest, but it was just, it was just a weird power play to me. Yeah, I agree with you, but I mean, it worked. Yeah. It it definitely worked. And I think that was the moment that she just stopped caring. Like, as a person. And then we see the effect of that now. Yes. As she's sitting there plucking her eyebrows with Red's mirror. Like... Oh, God. Speaking of. 
you know, we have Nikki back on heroin. Yep. And the scene with Red, where Red cries. Just heartbroken cries. for her daughter. And I was like, heartbroken with Red. Tell me what to do to make you better. Like, oh, man. And uh, anyone who's dealt with an addict of any shape or form, I mean, you ask, but there's there's nothing you can do. And Red's just defeated. But Nikki agrees, you know, by the end of this that she'll get clean again, but who knows if she will. Which was the real sadness of her going back to Max was she was so long sober. And now just all trying to get to day one. Yeah, she just felt like she had nothing else. And she didn't. Especially having to see everything that she was seeing. There was only a matter of time before Nikki went back to drugs. But, you know, I really hope that uh, her quitting this second time sticks. I really hope so. Because this actress is doing a bang-up job of looking messed up, though. But, I mean, hasn't she always, like, even back in American Pie, she looked like she was on something at twenty at all times. It's the eyes. It really is. Yeah. Poor, poor her. You know. But I like that she's back. So happy. She's bringing a lot of party for her and everything. I'm glad she's back. Although I'm not necessarily happy with her just 100% sulk. Like Yeah. And then but but hey, you did get that scene where she uh had her altercation with um Lorna? Oh no, wait. Maybe it hasn't happened yet. Mm, maybe not. I don't know. Like but I'm she cover my mouth. She's out here just spitting venom at everybody. And Has she talked to Loose Check yet? No. Okay, never mind. I'm going to be quiet. <laughs> yeah, I have not seen her interact with Loose Check yet, which was a little weird. Because, I mean, we got her back at episode 7. And here we've gone through episode 9, and they still haven't crossed paths. Well, prepare yourself. Because <laughs> that verbal ass whooping you're waiting for her to give him is on the way. There we go. That's something I can get definitely get excited for. But she's going hard after Lorna right now. I think it's just that she feels like she wants to be close to someone and Lorna's not having it because she's married. Which, good for her. But then bad for Lorna for and I saw this coming from a mile away. Inviting, telling her sister to invite her fiance or husband, you know, make sure he's not cheating, and then suspecting her sister of cheating with her, with him. Which he's like, not. No. And the best thing is when she calls Vinny. Yeah. And he's like, and there's that moment where he's like, oh my god, you're crazy. Pretty much. And it's just so perfect because it's like, yes, she is. She's nuts. <laughs> And this is who you married. Like, oh man, the, the fantasy is definitely going away. And I, I hope they stick together just because she's someone who will actually accept, well, she won't accept happiness or anything, but happiness looks a lot better on her than anything else. Yeah. And if she becomes dark and sad, then I, I don't really know where the show's going to go. She is super nuts, though. Oh, hands down. Like Craziest person out there. Crazy. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. And then we also had a great line that I loved between uh, Pusey and Soso. 
where after Judy and uh, Cindy kiss and become the hot couple, she's just like, ugh, I hate them. You know, I'm so jealous. They have one little kiss, and they're Jay-Z and Beyonce. And we get downgraded to Kim and Kanye. And Pusey just are like, oh, that hurt. Like, I you, mean, that would hurt. Like, you know, if, if the relationship I was in, people compared me to Kim and Kanye, I'd struggle with that. Oh, I'd take it in a heartbeat. Oh, no. Oh, yeah. Love Why? me some Kanye. Oh, yeah. There's no love like Kanye versus Kanye. Or Kanye. I don't want to be Kim. Just be Kanye. Kanye loves Kanye more than he loves Kim. Okay, well, actually, see, there we go. I can be in a relationship where we're both Kanye, because then we'll just love each other more than anything. Yeah, I mean, Kanye's got this. Perfect. <laughs> and then, oh, man, I'm trying to think. I know there's, like, another big thing that happened this ep- these uh, three episodes. So much happens in these episodes. There, there was a lot that was going on. Let's think. I'm not a hundred percent sure. What? Well, we've got the uh, Latina girls having their smelly rebellion. That woo, we did get the smelly rebellion. You know. You know, and she put hot sauce in her hair, and I was like, "Oh man, this is gonna immediately burn the crap out of her." And it did. And I was loving it. And, but we finally see, like, the guards are... funny, because we put that stuff in our bodies, and it burns our skin like that. Very good point. You know? Come on, epidermis, step it up. Come on. But, uh, like, the guards are getting really mad at, uh, how inconvenient it is for them to abuse women and sexually assault them. Also have the whole thing where you know because uh, Flores won't get clean, they put her on the table. Well, and it goes back to you know the shoe almost being full. You know the, he tells them to get creative, and this guard, unfortunately for him, picked the worst possible person. Cause she she will die before she gets off that table. I don't see her breaking. Well, I mean, we see that scene where she's falling asleep on her feet and she has peed all over the table. Mm-hmm. And, like, even the other guard's like, what did you do this for? He's like, I don't know. It just came to me. He's like, isn't it genius? He's like, I don't know, man. I think you messed up. And she's just looking at him like, laughing. Y'all, yeah. Know? And I, I really think the guard's going to lose and it's going to cause a little bit of turmoil in the prison. I mean, I can see that happening. Like, there's definitely a, uh... A what? A bit of a... Interesting decision by the inmates coming up. Really? Yes. Well, that, that sounds like it could take the show into a good direction. Or at least a very exciting direction. I don't know a more vague way to say it. Because there's another word I can use, but then it kind of gives it away. Yeah. You know? I don't, but... You don't, but you will. <laughs> Soon enough, I, I will know what you're talking about. But uh, I I can't really think of anything else that happened in well, these... Well, the last thing I kind of can think about is uh, Pensatucky and Coates. Like, he apologizes to her, and she accepts his apology. And Boo flips out. 
like, you know, you've got that part where, which this is so touching, where Pensatucky is, you know, she's giving water to everybody. Mm-hmm. And she's like, I like giving water because everybody's happy to see me. <laughs> you know, that's just so like, oh. And then Boo is like, you can't forgive this guy. He's ridiculous. And then, you know, she says, I've been reading a lot about the Bible about forgiveness. I'm thinking that's what I need to do. And Boo's just like, there's no way. Like, do you not remember what this guy did to you? How could you even consider that? But, I mean, she does, because I think that Pensatucky doesn't want to be angry anymore. I mean, you can see that, because she's always... problematic for me, because, like, he raped her, and I want to hate him, but he really does seem genuinely sorry, so it's like, I'm having a lot of feelings about this. Well, because it's just so interesting, because he is 100% genuinely sorry, it seems like, and B... It seems like. He... He is, they're portraying it as like he never knew that he raped her. And so I can see that to where he is genuinely sorry. It's like I, I didn't know. Like At least in his own head he is sorry. Yes. And he didn't understand what he was actually doing, which does not make that right. No, it doesn't. Like what he did is still wrong. But, you know, if she wants to forgive him that's her prerogative yes and though it's hard for me to agree with that character decision because i would never be able to get over that personally it's kind of uh an interesting thing to see pensatucky someone who was so small-minded and angry kind of forgive especially since you know we've been having these little scenes where she's sitting with her old group that are yeah. now in this, like, Nazi group, and she doesn't really fit in anymore. Not even close. Not at all. Because, like, she doesn't want to be angry like they're angry. And I, they're definitely causing a lot of trouble that she wants no part of, thankfully so. Because I've yes. really liked how much Pensatucky has grown and changed. Yeah, I actually like her now, and it's like, I think about all the things she did in the other seasons, and it's like, I'm not even thinking about that anymore. No, like, I almost completely forgot that she tried to kill Piper. Yeah, you, you, you had to remind me that that happened. I was like, oh yeah! And I, I can't tell you why she even wanted to kill Piper, but I just remember I that she wanted to. Either. Wow. And I mean, they've just done such a great job with her. And I'm excited to see what they do with the other characters because this is really the best season to me. The most well-written, captured the cinematography in it, like who were chosen to do close-ups with and everything. I mean, I told you, this is definitely my favorite season so far. So far, they're definitely hitting it out of the park. Yeah. But I can't really think of anything else that uh, went on in these three episodes. The only thing funny thing I can think about is probably that Yoga Jones is starting to enjoy the perks of living with Judy. Starting? She that, uh, she's loving all of the perks that comes with uh, living with Judy. And she's actually grown in a very negative way, which is interesting. I think, you know, it's showing that all of her uh, yoga namaste was kind of for show. I just thought that was a little funny. You know, she, she she says, 
oh, Judy wanted a seltzer maker. And he's like, I don't remember her asking for that. And she goes, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. She told, she told me about Yeah, you, you told me one time. I, I know you asked. And it's just like, mm-hmm. You know, great power is going to corrupt a lot of people. And she was easily corruptible. And uh, she goes more downhill from here. Which I would like to say is sad, but I've never really liked her as a character. Me neither. It's kind of satisfying. And maybe they were able to put Poussey in there because a Poussey and Judy room would be amazing. So much fun. So much joy. Like, I, I'm a little upset that I'm hyping myself up so much for a Poussey and uh, Judy room. Poussey's smile just, uh, too much. It's a thing of beauty. It is. But, but I think that concludes commentary. Yeah, you know, hit us up uh, through email at bleedtvpodcast at gmail or on Facebook or Twitter at bleedtvpodcast. We love having little conversations with y'all. And let us know if we missed anything or if you agree with what we are saying. Just go ahead, leave a comment, and you can find us on Podbean or Stitcher or iTunes. You know, give us a subscribe, tweet at us. And uh, have a lot of fun. But until next time, I'm Cash. And I'm Larissa. See y'all. Don't talk to me. Totally must want to be like, no. Totally. Totally. Stop. Don't talk to me. Loser. Lame ass. Wanna be. Totally. Totally. Stop. Don't talk to me. Loser. Lame ass. Wanna be. Like, oh. Totally. Like, totally.